You ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> well, this is Sabcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn, who is in Cancun. So not Triborn today. Not Triborn. Uh, he's got bigger and better things to do. Yeah. Um, like be at a resort like in Mexico. Be, I know. Have you seen the videos and <laughs> stuff from them. Mexico? The Mexican Beach Volleyball Instagram page is like... Looks thriving. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Thriving. Oh yeah, when people are like, oh, you know, it's going to suck to go there for like three weeks and you're going to be gone all this time and it's kind of expensive. And I'm like, is it though? Yeah, <laughs> like, there are, well, that's the thing is that, because I was looking at it, like this is the cheapest FIVB an American could possibly play. Because we yeah. always have to go It was like a four hour flight from California. Yeah, yeah. It's like super easy. When I was looking at flights, it was like 290 yeah. And then the hotel, I think, is like 200 bucks a night if you're not in the main draw. But, it's but I heard main, it's like good. all inclusive, right? Yeah. So all get, the food, everything. And like the rooms are awesome. The they rooms have, are really um, nice. So Try was, I was FaceTiming with Try, and he was like, they had this little outdoor patio. Yeah. Which I would have killed for in Doha. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're cooped up, like, you have to, like, be in this bubble. Right. So you can't, you couldn't leave your room until you got a negative test. And so, oh, and we so you couldn't like, even go outside. You couldn't go outside. Oh, that's miserable. And um, so, like, the resort looks awesome. They have this yeah. little outdoor patio they can hang on. Yeah. And they're, Trevor brought his Xbox because they're going to be there for like a month. Yeah, so I just saw like, Kelly Clay's <laughs> just posted. Yeah, she just posted her Nintendo Switch setup. And Kelly, if you're watching this, I told her she didn't know you can play with people virtually on the Switch. I've never played a Switch. Oh, well, you were really missing out. The last gaming Kelly system, and I are about to be gaming out when I get back to my Switch. I know Switch. she's a gamer. <laughs> so Kelly was like the, maybe the like, second guest we had. And, oh, uh, really? And she was talking about how like off-season is video game season. And she was stoked for it. So I know she's a gamer. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a gamer at heart. Zelda is. Okay. Zelda's my jam. It's, Zelda's <laughs> like old school. I know. I but then Zelda when I was like a kid on like the handheld Game yeah, game. but like the new one on the Switch is like the best game I've ever played in my whole life. Really? Yeah, it's amazing. The last so. game system I had was uh, N64 in college. I mean, that's the best one by <laughs> far. Like, you need anything else? I don't know Mario if you Kart? really need anything else. <laughs> well, Super Smash. I'm really so good we at had, Super so Smash. We had Mario Kart, Super Smash, and uh, Goldeneye. I feel like there needs to be like a beach volleyball like Mario Kart tournament. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, definitely... Invite Kendra Van Zweeten. She's okay. a monster at Mario Kart. Um, questionable whether or not we should invite Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would be for entertainment if we invited Kaya. Yeah. So, Mesco, you got here. So, you've been in California for how long? Uh, like five or six days, I okay. think. Yeah. She got here like a week after um, what John Mesco calls his strategy game days. So, every year oh. on his birthday, Mesco has like a like an 18-hour strategy game marathon <laughs> so these are like board games so he does clue and chess oh my god so, i need to be here for that yeah, next so year him and, him and adam roberts two of the most competitive people i know they require anything they play to have at least an 80 to 20 strategy to luck ratio <laughs> so like they won't play sorry because it's too much up to what you roll yeah and not enough strategy so like chess is number one it's all strategy and that's mm -hmm. why they love volleyball and so they yeah. play like clue they do an egg toss, cornhole. Um, they do that game where you put like a pole in the ground and then a, a beer on top of the pole. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what that's called, but I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called either. But yeah, yeah it's like this 18-hour thing. And then he ends it with, you know, everyone coming over to his house and playing like Sunset Force. Wow. And it's like this epic day. All right. I'm about to text so him after this. Mario Kart. And please in, invite me to lineup. this. Yeah, well, Mario Kart is for sure a skill. So Mesco would love to have you. Yeah. So every year. Oh, yeah. His, so his birthday is, it was like last week. So... 
early April. Okay. You'll I'll plan on it. Here. There'll have to be like preseason training. Yeah. Preseason <laughs> mental training. <laughs> but you've, um, so everyone in California had a, a pretty extended off season. Um, yeah. We, like beaches were closed. We didn't have tournaments, but did you really, obviously like <laughs> Florida was like closed down to some extent. But when we're talking about off-season, like you were, I feel like you were playing, like in Florida, you have a choice. Not only do, are there tournaments to play, it's like, multiple. which one do I play? Yeah, multiple tournaments <laughs> in like one weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think after I got home from playing the AVP this summer and like being out here almost like the whole month of July, I pretty much hit the ground running as like life as usual. Yeah. Uh, there were some good... Um, tournaments this fall I mean people came from all over the country to play because it was like the only place people were playing so um that was pretty cool uh if anybody who knows me I you know me and Aurora Davis will play every tournament under the sun I don't care if there's four teams signed up or yeah whatever so uh her and I always joke about that but yeah uh, I feel like tournaments are great training if you come in with the right mindset like play play actual real life matches where there's money on the line and you have to like actively work on the things that you're working on in practice so uh you know 200 to like 500 bucks on top of that to win at the end of the day is pretty awesome if you get that um yeah so if you're looking to play a tournament come florida (laughs) there's always stuff going on uh dig the beach finally put out their schedule south florida that that wasn't playing tournaments right yeah which is surprising because they put on the best events. Supposedly the best ones. I don't think I've ever played at Dig the Beach, but from oh. it's like unanimous that Dig puts Dig on. Dig the Beach the is like ones. more fun than AVP sometimes. Like, really? Yeah. There's a beer cooler. There's music all day. Diogo literally like is the tournament director you trust that if you don't show up on time, legitimately you will get a point a minute. You know, like some people like to the threaten tournament that. tournament director we need. Yes. Like <laughs> he's the man. So, um... Yeah, South Florida was definitely hit way harder with COVID, and the beaches were a little more strict on, like, giving out permits. Like, it's been open. Obviously, everyone sees all the spring break stuff that's been happening, but they were really hesitant, I guess, to give out permits. And he runs his tour, like, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano. You know, sometimes they'll come where I live in St. Pete and run events um, on the west coast of Florida. But, yeah, finally he put out a couple dates, and he said he's kind of got his lineup for the whole summer. So excited to see that. Excited to play one of those. It's really nice. All over in Florida, or do they have like kind of a home beach? Um, I would say Fort Lauderdale is like their home beach. Okay. Um, and like South Florida, they'll play Fort Lauderdale, Pompano. There'll be like four or five events. Okay. There, which is great. Those beaches are great. Um, okay. Sand is deep. Like there's plenty of beach. There's usually no issues, um, unless you like cramp because of the heat. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll come to the east or the west coast. He'll do Fort Myers and like Siesta Key usually. Um, which that's always fun for everybody's knees. Uh. Yeah. It's that's the one thing about Florida. I feel like there's very few like natural beaches that you can play on that aren't like super shallow. Or yeah, have well, I they, just like gotten kind of unlucky. I think, I think you've gotten. I think, unlucky. I think Fort Walton is one of the best beaches like ever to play on. I think it's it, so yeah. Beautiful. The Panhandle is great. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the West Coast of Florida is definitely tougher to play on. Okay. Like the West Coast of Florida, the beaches are. I mean, beautiful because they're like, like if you've never been to Clearwater or Siesta, it's literally yeah, like somebody stunning. dropped, like it's like God dropped a bag <laughs> of flour on the beach yeah. and it's just like perfectly smooth, fluffy white sand. It's also very shallow. So yeah. for beach volleyball, not ideal. But um, West or East Coast of Florida, like Jack's Beach is awesome to play tournaments on. Okay. They had some, they had the first coast volleyball, um, always does a great job. They're like 16 teams, 
sorry if you don't sign up in time, cash payout on site. Like, Love that. We need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Diogo too. I mean, he'll play you on site, which is so nice as a beach volleyball player. Just walk away with cash in your mm-hmm. hand. Um, but yeah, Jack's Beach is like on the pier. So there's like lots to do right there. And there's always like a lot of people watching. Coco is always a hot spot. Um, like literally a hot spot because people will get blisters playing there because the sand's darker. But the beach is good. You know, the sand, the east, or yeah, east coast, the, the sand is deep. You know, okay. so yeah, if you haven't ever played at East Coast, because okay, I played at um, the Sheraton Key. I mean, that is and a that was like, special place. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Sheraton Key. I don't know. You know, have you played in Norseka? Uh, no, I haven't played in Norseka. So the Sheraton Key is like that is as close to a Norseka as oh, you can perfect. get. So like stunning, yeah. beautiful, and then it's like this really cool setup, and then you walk out and you're like, should I wear shoes? Yeah, I will be <laughs> bleeding when I walk off the court from the shells. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's great. I mean, that's what I said. I think. I wrote an article for the AVP a while ago about like my experience playing in Florida. And I yeah. think that nothing prepares you more for literally any circumstance than playing tournaments in Florida. So yeah, yeah. You, you get it all. Cause like you get the rain, you get the wind, you get various whatever sand. conditions. Yeah. <laughs> and then out yeah. here it's like, it's just perfect. Like almost every day. And yeah. And you go and it's like, wait, it's drizzling. We can't, we can't play in this. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like try playing when the nets are so heavy with water that it's like three feet lower. And yeah. <laughs> I think Gina actually came to Florida and played one. We had a bad run this year. It was like just really unlucky with the rain. Like, all, I mean, it was 2020, so I don't know what anybody expected. Yeah. Um, it was exceptionally rainy this year. Yeah. Normally you'll get like in Florida, you'll play a tournament and they'll like 1, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, you'll get like the midday thunderstorm. Everyone right. will stop for like an hour or two and just hang out under the tents while it downpours and then it'll be done and yeah. you just finish the tournament. But this year it was like a hurricane every single tournament <laughs> <laughs> on the shallow, on the shallow beaches. Like normally this, you know, we're not always playing on the shallow beaches too. And then it gets flooded. So whatever yeah. adversity right <laughs> good adversity yeah nothing makes you stronger <laughs> yeah. so did you take like any time off um i did i took uh a little bit of time we uh i turned 30 this year i used to think welcome to the club thank you yeah i'll i was just chatting with uh my best friend who i started playing beach volleyball with like when we started playing at like 18 we played yeah. with like the ladies you know, and like, I'm a lady now. Like I'm the 30 year old that I played with when I was 18. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I was just really wanting to, you know, last year we were gonna, we had our wedding right before COVID. Thank the Lord. Um, me, you, uh, and the Kalinskis slipped that in. in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. Um, but we didn't really go on a honeymoon. We were going to kind of wait like a year later and we didn't get to do that. We, I was like, I'm turning 30. I want it to be exciting, you know. So uh, me and my husband, Kibby, went actually went to Costa Rica oh, in nice. January. So we took like two or three weeks um, okay. and got to travel a little bit. And that was really nice time off. Yeah. Um, it was really fun because when we booked our flights, there were no restrictions to come back to the U.S. Yeah. And the day after I booked my flights, the U.S. was like, hey, starting the day before we fly back, you need a negative COVID test to re-enter the country and oh, then of man. course all of the flights the day before that went like sky Jets, high yeah so whatever we were like whatever we haven't been on vacation right we changed our flights so we didn't have to you know 
chance it or anything, yeah. but yeah. Here Costa Rica is beautiful too. It was awesome. That's, we actually played while we were there. I bet. I, I can imagine <laughs> anywhere you go, you'll find somewhere to play. I mean, I, I married Kibby Jokes, so yeah. yeah, we're playing volleyball on vacation <laughs> every time. Um, we almost had a tournament for our wedding. That's so funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we found some locals in Costa Rica. We like where we were. So we went to Montezuma and there was like a little court in town. They were actually doing awesome. a, um, like a clinic or something. We really? saw them every day and there was like little kids and coaches out there. Oh, awesome. And we like low key were like trying to stay by the court and like, yeah. Hey, does anyone want to play volleyball with us? Like, so I don't, does that count as time off? I guess if I played there, <laughs> we'll give I don't it know. To you. Yeah. Time off of, you know, structured training. Yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to take time off when you like love it, you know? It is so hard because then, especially when you're in a place where you can find someone to play. All the time. Every day. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, I told Delaney, I was like, I'm taking off like December through January. And then Tim Brewster texts, he's like, hey, dude, you want to get out? I'm like, yes. Duh, yeah, because playing with Tim Brewster would be a blast. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) I love it. And then like once, it did make it easier here because like we literally couldn't get out. Yeah. So we had to take time off yeah. and we just went to the mountains all the time. And we yeah. Back and, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely like the shutdown for COVID was like the longest I had gone without playing volleyball in a really long time. Yeah. Like when we were in it, like, I mean, I think it, it was like the first like three weeks, like we couldn't, I mean, some of our friends in Florida had like private courts and yeah. we could have gone there, but we just didn't, you know, at first everyone was like, we don't really know what's happening, you know? Right. So nobody was really inviting people over or whatever. Um, yeah, I literally was like, I think that I haven't taken this much time off since I started playing volleyball in like fifth grade. <laughs> because when you're a kid, you know, you go to camps, you're like yeah. fall season, then your club season, and then you're more camps. And I'm like, I was like, I really don't, I really don't think I've ever done this. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine we, uh, so me and Delaney, like right before we got here, we just got back from our, we have like a little club with Marcio. Oh yeah, and yeah. And so we coach these kids and I was talking to one of them, this girl named London. So she goes to school and then goes to like track practice. And right at the track, she goes and plays beach volleyball. And after beach volleyball, she plays soccer. And she's just like this energy, like nonstop energy. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. And then I remember that, you know, she's in seventh grade. Right. Superpowers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember in college, like as soon as we were done with spring season in like May, uh, me and my best friend Rachel would go play beach with our lady friends. <laughs> uh, and then we would go straight from there to the old club that we played for yeah. and like hop in with the 18s team. And then we'd go back to campus and like play in like the beach volleyball league. And then we'd get up in the morning and go to weights and do it again. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think I ever stopped doing that somehow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like you're still doing that. Cause you kind of feel like, like that. Cause I feel like, do you train five days a week? Like four or five days a week. Okay, and then you have tournaments on the weekends and then just reload. Yeah, I don't know. Why not? All my friends are there, so (laughs) what else am I going to do? I love that. And you're working, uh, what's your coach's name? Uh, Alex. He's a Russian guy. He is like this big, tan, burly, looks like he should be, you know, like Russian mafia, but as soon as you start talking to him, he's like the biggest, jolliest, like teddy bear. Yeah. He's great. Um, he he coached with the Russian national teams a little bit, and I'm okay. kind of like, how did we get? I don't know. Some like there's some amazing coaches in Florida. There really yeah. are. Um, so we've been we've been working with him quite a bit. Um, he's like super Russian and technical and to the point, and I yeah. love that. I'm like 
you know, don't beat around the bush. Just tell me, tell me no, you didn't do it right. Do yeah. it again. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been fun. Um, I feel like this year is the first year I've really, like, experimented with coaching. I, okay. I've just, like, got really lucky, I think, when I moved to Tampa. I moved there. I, I initially moved to Tampa because I got a job working in the athletic department at the University of South Florida. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I started playing NBL. And I, you know played against Raquel Ferreira in the NBL yeah. and like didn't really know who she was before I played her after after I played her I was like okay I will never forget you yeah um and she after the tournament you know players party she was like you're a great player like where do you live I've never seen you before whatever yeah. and I'm like oh I'm in St. Pete and she was like what I'm in St. Pete and then just like kind of took me under her wing yeah. and like for six years like I was getting like incredible coaching by frankly who I think is one of the smartest minds in the game so yeah. Um, she kind of stepped out and like is living her best life kind of volleyball free for a little while and yeah so it was like kind of fun to like that's why I'm out here you know I wanted yep. to get some different coaching got to work with like Scott Davenport um, he's great he's, he's awesome a sharp dude oh yeah I've been super impressed and yep. Raquel I, I mean she's still like my girl like I'm like hey I'm going to Cali training with Scott and she's like oh you're gonna love him and I was yep. like Perfect. Yeah, you like technical stuff, Scott's your guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's very, like, straight and to the point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just nice to, um, you know, I think to get the best experience out of any game. Like, it's, this is a weird sport, right? You, like, you have to really take control over your own career. Yeah. Um, so, on one hand, where I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. I'm, like, pretty confident in my game and, like, what I want my game to look like and what I need to do to get better. Yeah. Like, you need this like menagerie of like people to like take things from and like be the professional that like makes it happen. I think it's so cool because like in every other sport, it's like you have your coach and you have your team and you just like everything's there and fed for you. And in this sport, you're like, I could have a different coach every day of the week and still be a top player, you know? So I love that you think that's cool because so many players look at that and they're like, well, how am I supposed to figure this out? Yeah. And you're just like, I get to figure this out. Yeah. It's just the, Absolutely. the mindset is, so, yeah. is, I love that. Yeah. And that you don't look at it like, oh my God, like I need to do all this by myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to practice what I preach. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like really, um, like, I mean, my biggest thing from this year was just like switching out of like volleyball coaching. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like the silver lining of COVID uh, for me because this has been something that it's been like low key, like my last thing that if I'm like super bored I start working on you know and then the shutdown happened and all of my like in-person court coaching which I love I love coaching volleyball like I will never stop like I want to be like 60 years old and like coaching a state championship high school team you know like it's definitely there for me but um, it's not sustainable to like coach for out for four or five hours a night train every morning like my body was not okay it's amazing how much coaching takes you like takes oh, you yeah. out of the body absolutely like this whoop so like my coaching day we coached for two hours yeah and it registered like way higher than my lift yeah for an hour yeah it's like i didn't really i didn't feel like you're doing much and then you sit down and you're like wow it feels good to sit down absolutely it's like physical emotional like yeah. mental energy that you're putting out there and yeah so you know everything shut down obviously all the clubs shut down um and i was like well i got time this is my thing that i do when i don't have you know when i don't have much to do and so yeah i reinvested i've been uh doing health coaching um which is basically all the things that i love about coaching that's not volleyball you know like i feel like when i first started coaching volleyball as a kid like 
when I'm like 18, 19, 20 years old, I was like so uber competitive. And then like, I would just get pissed when the kids I coach like didn't want it. And I'm like, why don't you want it? Like, it would just make me angry. And then, you know, like you grow up and you realize that like some kids need to like the off the court stuff isn't in place enough for them to like feel free enough to like change on the court, you know? And that piece, like once I figured that out for coaching volleyball was like, Complete, now I'm having a completely different experience coaching yeah. volleyball. It's like I want my kids to leave the season being like, not like, oh, my God, Coach Kim made me the best volleyball player. We had all these wins. Like, no, like Coach Kim, like, changed me as a person. Yeah. You know, like that's the year that I, like, figured it out. And, right. like, that's the piece I feel like I grew really, like, passionate about. And I feel like health coaching is that, you know, yeah. um, for kids, for adults. And so, yeah, it's been really fun. I spent the whole year, like, going back to school and studying for the national board exam, which I just passed, which was exciting. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I finally did it, you know, like one year later, 2021. And yeah. um, now I've got, like, new business, that, which makes it a little easier for travel, for volleyball, for yeah, now. For sure. So, yeah, it's been kind of fun. Yeah. I feel yeah. like there were kind of two different reactions to COVID. Yeah. There were people who were just like, well, life is terrible. Yeah. And I'm just going to shut down. And then you have, you know, like people like you and Kibby, where Kibby, now he's the real estate mogul of St. Oh my Pete, gosh. Yeah. If you, you know, guys are looking then... to buy a house in Florida because <laughs> it's like open. <laughs> Kibby Jokes is your guy. Yep. Let me know. <laughs> um, but then, like, you went back to school. You got your cert- certification. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, you started this your own business and, like, you're, you yeah. finally, like, started doing all the stuff you'd wanted to do. Yeah. And you didn't have the time to. And then COVID gave you that totally. time. Totally. Didn't have the time. And I think, like, you know, I don't know. I've never been, nobody, no, nobody that I know, like, is like, ooh, I want to be really popular on social media. I want to, like, post everything. Like, I want to, yeah. like, really put myself out there. Like, that's just not. Maybe no one in Florida. <laughs> Come out, Okay, out maybe no one in Florida. No one that I'm really close with. I'll, I'll put okay. it that way. So it was, like, not easy. I mean, it was yeah. kind of a, a like, uh, can I actually practice what I preach? You know, like, can yeah. I, like tell my clients to like be resilient and put yourself out there and like um you know don't let fear like stop you from the goal that you want which for me the goal that I want is to have my own business and have my own clients and like help them as like I see fit and like follow my intuition so like I can't really work for somebody else doing that um yeah so it's it was kind of like okay you know face the music can I can I do this myself um, which was cool. I feel like I gained some confidence doing it. Like it, it's, it's surprised me. Um, cause at first you're like, Oh, you know, you got to post and you got to like engage and you, you gotta, um, you know, be open and mm-hmm. be vulnerable on social media, which is like, I hate, you know, nobody wants to do that, but, right. um, it feels nat- like now it feels good. It feels genuine. Like I actually, like the feedback I get is like really positive. Like people are like, wow, thank you so much. Like the stuff you put out, like is really helpful like thank you and i'm like great i'll keep doing it you know it's a little more a little more motivating so so yeah it's been um it's been a year of growth which is awesome like to say that 2020 was like (laughs) 2020 you know sucked for like two months especially like you know with the shutdown um financially we were really like scared for quite quite a bit of time uh, for a minute there but i think it's, it's really encouraging, like, in the first year, and you, I'm sure you guys feel this way, too, like, in the first year of marriage to, like, be hit with the literal hardest time you've ever been through 
and come out saying that like 2020 was one of the best years of our lives, right. like for both of us. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, you know, I mean, everybody always says like, it's not what happens to you, you know, it's how you react to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, true. And I think that's, that's totally true. Cause like we, I mean, we ended up having a pretty great year in spite of, I mean, my full-time job for the last three years has been writing about volleyball yeah there's nothing to nothing write to about. write about <laughs> right yeah just figured stuff make it out. up <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you just make it happen but um what how would you define health coaching that's a great question it's a little elusive for some people yeah. um i almost feel that it's more appropriate to call it life coaching but life coaching gets kind of a bad rap sometimes too um because it's like some I don't know. It's kind of like the mental health stigma. It's like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't need that, you know? But yeah. frankly, everyone needs a coach. Like, I think, like, people like us are the the very, very small minority of, like, people who have had legitimate coaches and mentors who, like, that's their whole profession is to be a coach and a mentor. Like, I've never skipped a beat. I've never had a year in my life where I did not have a coach. Yeah. Like, that's insane to think about. Like, most of the general population like pretty much has a coach in like high school and that's it you know and like you would never step into beach volleyball and be like i'm gonna be a pro and like never get coaching yeah it's not gonna happen like or if it is it's gonna take you a really long time versus you get a good one yeah you get a coach and how much does that process accelerate right right? so when people ask me about health coaching i usually kind of go back to like the volleyball uh, you know, and most of my clients are volleyball players which is fun because obviously those are the people who are interacting with me but um so the volleyball metaphors are really good. Um, but yeah, it's it's like if you want your health and your life, to ch- if you need change, um, you need a coach. Like you need somebody who like, you know, I'm not perfect, but I've also spent the last 10, 15 years of my life being hyper-focused on this. So, yeah. um, you know, health coaching is, let's say you come into the program and you're like, you know, my eating habits aren't great. And like, honestly, most of the people I work with are pretty high achieving people. It's yeah. like, they're seeking like... I feel like that's probably why they're hiring a coach because they're high achieving. Yeah, I mean, there's like a... The health coaching as a profession is like blowing up because of diabetes and obesity and yeah. because people need like real behavioral lifestyle changes. And those are really hard to make. Um, kind of my niche is more like, hey, like I, I'm like avoiding taking that next step because it's the harder thing to do, you know, like I think what the people I work with the most, it's like, you can, you can just go through life, but like for most people, it's like, they're not actively choosing what's happening in their life. They're just letting life happen to them passively. And like, whatever happens, happens, whatever's the easiest path I'm on versus like being like, Hey, what do you, what do you guys want as a marriage? What do you guys want to look like in 30 years financially? fitness wise like can you imagine if like your current habits i mean i can imagine for you guys you could never imagine a day in your life where you couldn't go to the mountains and hike because your health was holding you back yeah like so if your current habits were like leading you down this path and in 30 years that would be a thing you couldn't do yeah but you're not willing to look at it because it's scary like that's what i do (laughs) um it's really fun it's really empowering um it's the process works you know like there's there's some intuition and some like uh, feeling it out sometimes, and, right. and it's all, sometimes it's a little bumpy. But um, definitely glad I like took the time to like get education. I think it, it makes it a little easier, some structure, some like understanding of um, you know all that stuff. So 
Does that answer the question? I know it's like really long answer, yeah. but. <laughs> so, I mean, would you say it's more like, so health coaching, do you think it's more like nutrition, lifestyle? Because I know like <clears throat> it, it's out, health is, and well-being is kind of all-encompassing, but I don't yeah. know if you had like a specific focus or what you love about most about it. Um, what I love most about health coaching is watching people take charge of their lives. Yeah. Like kind of what I was saying, like instead of like passively letting life happen to you, mm-hmm. like deciding like this is what I want my future to look like. Yeah. And like this is the rose colored glasses dream. And like, I don't know if I can get there, but it's going to be fun to try, yeah. you know, and like teaching people that that's like how you can approach life um, versus just, you know, some people like, I, again, we're just in this weird bubble of like people who we're exposed to all this stuff, all this mindset stuff, all the like mm-hmm. resiliency that we face, you know, like how we're like, oh, it's a rainy tournament, like adversity right. versus like this sucks, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's a choice. Mm-hmm. And most people don't get the opportunity to realize that that's a choice. Yeah. Um, so the what I love the most is that moment where people start to realize that they can choose. You can't, you know, you can't choose to like not be depressed. You know, there's like really serious stuff, right. but that's not health coaching. Um, health coaching isn't therapy. It's not, you know, I think you need to know about your past and that, that unlocks some things for people for sure. But like health coaching is like paint a picture of your future, like, and choose, start choosing the steps to get there. Yeah. And it's so fun. <laughs> and I think with health coaching, I mean, I know you mentioned you can't, obviously depression is its own thing, but I feel like health coaching with exercise and healthy eating that changes your mental makeup absolutely absolutely yeah there's like real power in that there's so much power in that yeah and i think it's uh, it's an awesome (laughs) self-accountability you know because when i'm doing this every day with clients i'm like i'm telling my client like they're you know they're like oh my mental health's been a struggle and i'm like okay well you know what things do you think will help that and they're like oh maybe i should meditate more and i'm like i should meditate more (laughs) like (laughs) you know like and then i'm like all right well get off the phone and I'll spend five minutes because I'm like, I can't, I can't like, right. you know, not do that. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool. The nutrition and, and fitness is like usually people's first most desperate yeah. moment where they're like, this is going the wrong way. My body feels horrible and I'm yeah. unhappy, like you said. Um, so that's usually like the entryway into the program is like, I'm really unhappy with my eating habits and my, okay. my workout habits. Um, and But your eating habits and your workout habits are never the reason, you know, like you're never like unhappy enough to like put yourself out there and work with a coach. Um, just because, you know, you ate too many tacos this weekend. Like it's because there's like other stuff in your life that's like unfulfilled. Um, so that's the part, like once we get past like the first month of the program and we get into that stuff, that's this part where I'm like super passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. What I love and coaching adults is awesome. Yeah. So me and Delaney went to, after Doha, we went to uh, Salt Lake to coach um, the better, better Beach Club. Yeah, with, I'm doing the one in St. Pete in a couple oh, months. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> you, you will have a blast. I'm stoked. Because yeah. like, when, when adults invest their own money for, like, for coaching, which in this case was volleyball, but I'm sure that you probably get similar with health mm-hmm. coaching, like, they know their investment and they're doing it for a reason. And so like they want to get something out of it. Yeah. Versus like when you coach kids, I mean, half the time you're just, you're either babysitting yeah. or the kids are like, oh, yeah. when is it over? When but it becomes your are, own money. Yeah. Different. When it's your own money, adults are like, how can I make this cut shot better? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to tell you about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's cool. Like I, I've, 
I feel like this is just like a natural part of who I am and it's like been a kind of a long time coming. Like I feel like I'm the kind of person who likes to sit down and have like a real conversation. Like yeah. I've always been the kind of person that has, which is like, I don't know how, Kibbe, sometimes I'm like, how did Kibby and I end up together? Like <laughs> that's the last thing he ever wants to do. He wants to talk volleyball all day. Yeah. Like he, he can talk to anybody about anything. He is like the champion of small talk and I'm like, <laughs> get me out of here. Like, let's talk about something real, you know? Um, so it feels good. It feels, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely the coolest thing I've ever done. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, do you think that since you started health coaching more, have you seen an impact? I know you've mentioned that like you're holding yourself more accountable. Like, oh, yeah. I should meditate more. But do you think, like, have you seen an impact on your beach volleyball game? A hundred percent. I'm sure you've become far more conscious about your own health choices. Like, oh my no gosh. Avocados. Oh, no <laughs> avocados. Yeah. <laughs> For, yeah, if you guys don't know, I'm allergic to avocados. It's really depressing. I know everyone's like, oh, it's the worst. But fun fact, Taylor Nyquist, another volleyball player, is actually, we played a tournament together and we were like grocery shopping. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, like I was thinking about grabbing some avocado. And I'm like, oh, I can't have that. It's, and she's like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, yeah, people are like, oh, that's the worst. And she's like, oh, actually, I'm allergic to pineapples and bananas. And I was like, oh. that's worse. Like, I can't imagine not eating bananas. But I guess some people feel that about avocados, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole other thing. But so you're like you're starting to hold yourself more accountable, which I'm sure is also improved not only how you feel, but your beach volleyball game. Yeah, taking a good uptick. Definitely, I think. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Sandcast fans. Just wanted to give a second of a shout out to one of our sponsors who has been here since day one, Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best beach volleyballs in the game. That's why pretty much everyone uses them. The college game uses them. CBVA uses them. Pretty much any tournament you'll find across the country uses them. The ABP obviously uses Wilson Volleyball, and even the German League was using the Wilson Volleyball. So Wilson is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and there's a reason for that. They make the absolute best beach volleyballs in the game. And you can use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson Volleyball products. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 for 20% off of Wilson Volleyball, the best beach volleyball in the game. So use that code to get yourself a new bag, a new cart, new whatever you want, a new bag of balls, and play with Wilson. How's it? Try here. Just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called CrossNet. CrossNet is the world's first four-square volleyball game. So instead of there being two sides of the net, there's four sides to the net, and it X's in the middle. Uh, it's a really fun game, and I joined the CrossNet team late last year, and I've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in Hawaii and also here in California. Uh, I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers, uh, but it's not just for pros, it's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball. So it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer. So you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You know, my biggest goal for this year, like, and kind of, I had, like, two words for the year, you know, like, for my family, our word of the year was, like, community, okay. um, 
especially like 2020 was the first time that Kibby and I had been in the same place for so long. We did long distance forever and like yeah. both of us are always traveling. Um, and it's the first time that we like, we bought a home, we like settled, it's, you know, it's like the first time in my life that I'm like, wow, I really have two feet in one place and it yeah. felt really good. So it's really important to us to like move, move out into the volleyball community in, in St. Pete and in Florida. And like, you know, when you're gone all the time, you just kind of end up hanging out with like your really close friends. Yeah. Um, and you're like all these other people that you're good friends with, you just don't invest in. Um, but like my personal word for the year was consistency. Okay. Um, okay. and yeah, definitely like health coaching has given me like the awareness daily to like be consistent about things that I wasn't really even paying attention to. So like on the court, like consistently showing up with a, an intention, mm-hmm. you know, like they're definitely, and honestly, sometimes like when you say like, oh, do you ever take time off? I'm like, no, because I love volleyball. And like, if I was going to think about taking a day off and I'm like, well, I'm probably going to exercise. Well, I might as well just go play because that's right. my favorite form of exercise, yeah. right? Um, still on those days being like, today my intention is fun, whatever. Okay. Like, I don't need to get better today. I'm going to, like, love the game. Okay, um, I like that. Yeah, and it's just made me, like, overall a way more, like, mindful player mm-hmm. all across the board. Like, I, I tend to be... Um, I can, like, have a knee-jerk reaction. Like, I can be pretty emotional, like, all over the board. Um, and I think, like, being more, kind of what I said earlier, like, choosing to, like, either go with my emotions or choosing not to versus just, like, letting it happen. Um, and, like, how it affects my team, how it affects myself and, like, my game. Um, it's been a really interesting, like, thing to process and, and watch evolve. So I think that's probably the biggest thing coming out from, like, health coaching into my game. Yeah. I think that's so important to go into practice with an intention because there are so many times, well, it's probably a little bit easier for you for having a coach every day, holding you accountable. Um, But I work with Evie Matthews and he is like the busiest man in beach volleyball. (laughs) He works with uh, Kelly Kalinske and Emily Stockman. He works with Delaney and Tracy. And then he works with Bill and Miles when he still has time. And then he runs home, like picks his kids up from school and then works (laughs) at him and his wife have this bakery. Uh, oh my like gosh. An hour away. Then he works at the bakery all night. Wow. And then he goes back and does it. He's amazing. Thriving. <laughs> um, so I haven't been able to work with him too much. So like you just like get four guys together. It's like, oh, what do you want to do? I'm like, don't play games for two hours. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like really important to come in with an intention or you can go away from practice two hours later and be like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Here? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. I. That's so interesting that you say that. I've been thinking that a lot while I've been out here because... It is like a completely different experience in Florida. Like I like have the same coach or like the same schedule. Cause like sometimes we'll practice with a couple different people in the area, but like for the most part, I have the same practice group and team consistently every day. And it's like really nice. I mean, I think that's why like in 2019, Sarah and I had so much success because we had a training team that was a good team. Like we played Juliana who's like crushing it on the Brazilian tour right now. Um, and Unisi, like good Brazilian team, like same coach there every day. And like we were all four of us were there every day to make each other better. Instead of like, you come out here and you're like awkwardly like playing with your competition all the time slash like trying out because you never want to have a bad day because you don't want like so-and-so to never want to play with you. And it's like this weird, like, I don't know. It's just like a very different dynamic. Very strange. Um, versus like coming into like this safe space where the the whole group there is like wants everyone to get better. Like right. there would be days 
where, you know, like if Eunice, Eunice and I, she's been like my training girl for like six years. It's so cool to have like somebody that's yeah. like been, been there through it all, you know? And like, she might be having a day where like, you know, you have that day where you show up at practice and you're just not, you're not having it, right. you know? And like, you get a little bit of an attitude with the coach and whatever. And uh, especially when you get comfortable mm-hmm. and I'd be like, Eunice, like, this is not, like, this is not making me better Yeah. and it's not making you better. And like, you need to make a choice. Like, are you going to continue with practice or go? And like having the safety to like call her out or her call me out when I'm doing the same thing. Like, um, it just makes the environment so much different. So yeah. I think about that all the time when I come out here, like yeah. how different it is. Yeah. It's, it can be really weird here. And that's why like when, so I worked with Evie and throughout, it was funny. I worked with him throughout like 2019 and then 2020 when we could like kind of finagle a, a secret court somewhere <laughs> yeah and it like the improvement that i made just because evie was there mm-hmm. like keeping me accountable and, and like hey your left hand did this on a block and you should have done that and mm-hmm. i was like i, I would never know like that. consistently and it, yeah yeah and it's amazing what having just a coach and like you said a group who's out there everyone's out there to make each other better yeah whereas it's like well if he doesn't play good then they might break up and i can swoop in on this partnership literally yeah i know it's so it, it this sport is so so unique (laughs) like that does not happen in other sports like in every other sport you have your team Mm -hmm. and that's it and everyone's there to make everyone better and you're holding each other accountable in this sport you're like literally competing and and trying out and trying to like have space to fail and get better but like not show you know it's like all in one day every day yeah so interesting to me i think actually that's one of my favorite parts about have you trained up at 16th yet uh, yeah, I'm actually going out there on Thursday. So but, 16th, yeah. and now it's going to be way less because everyone's in Cancun. Yeah. But it's really cool being out there because it feels like a very professional environment. Nice. Because all the teams out there are teams. It's like yeah. Try and Trevor, came, well, Cam and Theo have their own spot, but Casey and Chase and, and they Avery have their and coach and, and like they got their coach and they're coming out there. And when Adam was here, it was awesome because. So, because like, you guys was, we were, were in on that. <laughs> yeah. Playing against a team. Yeah. And everyone was like, all right, let's get better today. Yeah. And it was really nice to have it. But 16th is like this professional training ground that I'd never seen in California before. Yeah. I, yeah. I and saw a little fun. bit of that this summer. Yeah. Because um, that was the only place really to practice for a yeah. while. Um, it's cool. It's, it's nice to see that change. I think it's only going to make the sport better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how that, like, moves forward out here, but it is nice to not have to worry about it at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We mentioned uh, a little bit ago that you kind of discovered, like, what good looks like for your game. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe what good looks like and kind of what you're striving for as a player? That's a great question. Um, good for my game looks like, uh, do you know Matt Henderson? I know of Matt. I've heard legends of Matt Henderson, okay. but I don't like know him. Like good for me looks like playing like Matt Henderson. Okay. <laughs> so I hope he listens to this. I've never told him that. <laughs> like I want to be like the most efficient, effortless player. Like that when you watch play, you're like, are they trying? I can't tell. You know. Um, I think that's the way that I enjoy the game the most. You know. I think it's it's so fun to watch. Not saying that other people aren't like this, you know, but like when I watch like Sponsel play, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, like she just touches every ball and she's like running through bleachers, running through barriers, yeah. you know, like whatever. And that's so cool. And that's totally her game. And I'm like, that's not my game. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can hustle for balls. Absolutely. 
Uh, but I think efficiency is like fun and smooth. Um, I love you're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to play a couple turn. It's been like so. I started when I started my career. Uh, Brooke Niles took the job at FSU. Okay. Like the second year I was playing MVL, and actually Matt was the one who Kaya was looking for a partner, Carolina Marciniak, okay. and Matt was the one that was like, "Hey, I've practiced like played a little like co-ed with Kim. You okay. should think about her because like everyone's super committed. So it's yeah. just like a weird part of the season. But she was also the best blocker on tour. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the best blocker on tour is looking for a partner. So she ends up asking me to play, and that's when I like got in you know and our so we hadn't played together recently because she had a baby and like I like has spent you know every tournament like building stuff as a team and we played together this year because there were so many tournaments and it was so weird and it was so great like both of us were like wow like our ball is like so smooth and so efficient and it's just like playing like that is definitely goals for me (laughs) I've heard so much about Matt and he was like Adrian's (laughs) first partner right or yeah that's where like they got really good together yeah they right? trained in st pete with my coach okay <laughs> yeah so i mean totally. adrian wasn't like i'm not saying that was his only coach but like yeah they did a little bit of that and yeah so i think the way matt plays is i mean he's a little grumpy when he plays and i don't think he would be mad at me for saying that hopefully <laughs> um, i don't want to be like that because i really enjoy the game and i want people to watch me play and be like yeah. she loves volleyball yeah. you know because i think that's refreshing to watch uh but yeah Watching someone play, well, one, I think anyone who is successful with like, and it looks effortless, I think that's the hallmark of someone who is an exception, like exceptional in their craft. Yeah. Like when I watch, sure. I like just did a deep dive and watched the Masters all weekend. <laughs> and I think watching golf, like the best players, it makes it look so easy. Yeah. And people don't know golf. We're like, this is the easiest game I've ever seen. You just yeah, like it's kind of boring. They're just like, you make a putt. so successful. Like, why Why yeah. am I watching this? And I think <laughs> volleyball is a similar thing. Like, you watch Taylor Crab, and he just kind of floats and totally. hangs and whoosh, blind bounce. And it's yeah. like, well, I'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's interesting that you say that because I've, I have been, like, preaching this to kids I've coached for years. Like, I was working with um, – who was I working with? forget who it was but they're like you know you come across the short kids and they're like oh you know like I've had coaches that be like oh you got to work on your vertical and you got to like start to hit the ball and I'm like okay like yeah but no (laughs) like watch Katie Spieler play watch Kendra Vins Wheaton's game like watch the Lindquist sisters like they're five five and they don't block and they have won a million dollars playing beach volleyball like a million dollars I will never have that on my BVB. Big sum. <laughs> um, not for lack of trying, but, you know, I think it's it's cool. It's, like, every player needs to have that person that they're like, that's that person is so similar to me. Like, mm-hmm. I could never be like, you know, I'm, you know, sponsor. That's who I want to be like. I'm just, frankly, like, not as, like, athletic as she is. She's a, She is, like, phenomenal athlete, yeah. you know? And so saying that I'm going to be like her doesn't make sense you know so like picking that player that you're like that's who i want to emulate because they're similar to me and they're i i want to play that game is like i love that that. i think that the i've seen this on the beach so much is that so many blockers are trying they're like oh i watch anders mole film all the time i'm like that's the like dumbest thing you could ever do you will never physically be able to do that can't make moves yeah yeah seriously yeah and i was like maybe watch you know Jake Gibb, most or like Bill Kalinske. Yeah. Super fundamental dudes. Like 
easy to emulate. Yeah. Well, e- easier than Anders. Right. Who's yeah. just like insane. But yeah. similar thing with one of my buddies. He has, I think, an 11-year-old kid. And he was like, Steph Curry is like the worst thing to happen to youth basketball. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's just like pulling up from half court. Yeah. <laughs> so. Chucking balls out there, like hoping <laughs> yeah. for the best. Yeah. But I think that's perfect if you find someone who is so you can, or your game can kind of emulate and replicate that's yeah. that's awesome yeah or not just one person but find a lot of people yeah absolutely so who's your person um i have a couple so yana smedens so evie is always like you want to i want you to become the american smedens he's <laughs> okay. like six three six four yeah like he has some heat but he is more like craft and options and real wristy yeah um i watch a lot of trevor um try like pretty much any six three six four blocker <laughs> tim bombrin yeah. Yeah. Um, watch a lot of him. Now I play defense. There you I go. Watch Lefty. Anymore. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, those are my, my guys. But if the talking about the 5 6 conversation, uh, Kristen Nuss. Kristen Nuss. Just became Is she the even five, six? winningest player in college beach history. <laughs> she's gnarly. Five foot six. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I would say that I want to play like her. <laughs> yeah. She's incredible. <laughs> yeah. She is smooth and consistent and like level Mm -hmm. she's good and humble as can be yeah i really enjoyed playing against her we had her on the show a couple weeks ago and um she was like yeah like sorry i don't want to rant too much and talk about myself like kristen the point of the podcast is like so we can yes please tell us about how good you are we all want to hear and she like sent me a text she like (laughs) pulling stuff out of kristen was was hard because she was like i like sorry like i'm talking too much and she sent a text afterwards and apologized for ranting I was oh like, my gosh I was like it was like an hour-long podcast Kristen. And you talked for like 20 minutes <laughs> like you're That's the subject so sweet. yeah she's awesome that big cool. fan of Kristen does yeah yeah i mean matt's like one of them i think i've always looked up to brooke sweat okay. um i i love that she played at a mid-major d1 school like me you know yeah. and i think like coming from florida like for me growing up in Michigan and then moving to Florida, like just watching somebody like make it purely based on their, it's like American meritocracy, you know, is like Brooke Sweat and I love it. And I've always been a big fan. Um, I remember watching her when I first started playing beach, I think it was like 19 or 20 years old. I like tried out for the USA high performance program and came out here and did a little bit of training for a couple weeks. And while we were out here, there was like a Jose Cuervo happening in Hermosa. And yeah. to me, I was like, oh my God, like this is the coolest thing I've ever right. seen. I didn't even know this existed. Like I was, t- I mean, when I, when we made the program, we got an email that was like, hey, practices are in Manhattan. Like we were looking at flights to New York. <laughs> and I, that's how like naive I was at the time, which was super embarrassing. Um, but I'll never forget. I think she was playing with like FOTMA uh, okay. at the time. And I'll never forget watching her play in the final and being like, this girl is like in charge of the game. Like the three other players on the court, like in that specific match, like just weren't participating. Like yeah. Brooke was in control. And I was like, dang, I want to be like her. <laughs> and like just a great human being. Too. A great human. Such a fan of Brooke. Super humble, super family oriented, like really just does her thing and like doesn't worry about anyone else and yeah. that is what i want to be yeah. <laughs> yeah i was brooke was practicing uh like two courts down from where we were coaching maybe last week and i was like delaney do you think brooke has ever had a bad touch <laughs> <laughs> all of her passes are perfect like poke cut perfect poke mm-hmm. line perfect like jumbo perfect baby cut I'm like she's a unstoppable <laughs> yeah i literally they were in her and carrie were training in florida and so uh sarah and i got to go down and train nice. with them 
and I was like sort of dying inside, you know, like I've, it's like you would get to a certain point in your career where you're like 18 year old me would like literally give anything. Yeah, totally (laughs) melting. Like I'm practicing with my favorite beach volleyball player and the goat, like what is my life? You know, it was, it was pretty cool. And it was like fun to also be like, oh, we're very competitive with them. Like, mm-hmm. not only are we here, but we're like, yeah, you're doing making it. it work, you know? And so, yeah, it's pretty cool to like come to that moment yeah. in your life. <laughs> now, I mean, you're getting good enough to the point where I'm sure that like you have given a similar moment to other girls now playing in Florida where they're like, I get to play Kim Hildreth. Like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because like I said earlier, like I had that moment where I turned 30 and I was like, I was totally the 18 year old yeah. kid that was like playing with the ladies who like brought their kids to the court. And right. like, I even remember like Vicky was one of the girls and she would like wear her little jean shorts. And I'm like, like she's 30 and she's wearing like sh- like short <laughs> shorts. Like, oh, that's so scandalous. And like, I, now that I'm here, I'm like, wow, that's, wow. Yeah, anyway, but I, I, I we've had that moment because you know, like, uh, there's a couple good girls that go to FSU and are and are killing it this year, oh, yeah. and like, totally like they were like, you know, now we're like the older ladies and yeah. like we're they're like practicing with us and we're like oh we're playing with the kids and like I remember like I think Erin Murphy is at uh, FSU now and she was like yeah I gotta like my mom's gonna pick me up from when we are done training and, like yeah. I gotta go do my homework and I'm like <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe it's that moment for them that that'd be cool. Um, yeah. for me, it's more of a moment of like, wow, here I am <laughs> I'm <a lady. laughs> feeling like a grandma. Yeah, I am a lady. <laughs> um, Florida state's freaking good this year though. Florida state is awesome. It is fun to watch. Do I'm you follow stoked. the college game closely? Yes, okay. Definitely. Cause I feel like it's like Florida state, LSU, UCLA and USC. And then it's just kind of like this mess yeah. of like kind of five through 15. Yeah. Um, but the finals, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch after, I think the first initial meetings don't mean that much. Yeah. I think the coaching staff behind those schools is like so elite. Like, I mean, I can't like pick better like players that I would rather have on my bench that are on those benches, you know, yeah. like Nick, Brooke, My- Brooke Niles, like Jason Lockhead. Jason, that's amazing. Yeah. The I mean, I got the opportunity getting. to train with him this summer and I was like, oh yeah, I really want you on my bench, yeah. you know, like, so, so the first time these teams meet is going to be totally different. Like, yeah. I know, like, there's no way those coaches are leaving like national champ. like they're thinking long-term. They're right. like, you know, these wins matter. It's exciting, whatever. But like, I want to win a national championship. So what are they planning in their back pocket to yeah. like switch the lineups or like just game plan strategy wise that they're, you know, learned from that first encounter. Like yeah. I'm super Super stoked to watch. It's There's crazy. some high level like, college volleyball. It is insane looking yeah. at the talent. Like so USC just kind of like blew up its lineup and changed. I think all I five saw teams that. are brand new. Yeah. Um, but like you had I think Delaney Maple was on like court five. I was like, she yeah. just took a fifth in an AVP. I literally like <laughs> lost to her in Guam in yeah. the first time in pool play and we had a gnarly and match between them in the, them semis, in the right? semis. And they're in the fives cool like yeah. if i was like a fives when i was in college and playing her i'd be like you've ki- you're kidding me right yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's insane yeah it's crazy how good kids are now because i'm sure that when because i know that when delaney was growing up 
there was no like coaching yeah. on the beach. You just kind of like, it was just something you messed around. and They're getting did. better coaching now, than we are. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Like they're getting coached five days a week for free. Like, yeah. And it's the best players to ever play the game that are coaching yeah. them. Like Todd Rogers is coaching you five days a week. I stock of the coaches. Like, like Todd, Stein, and like UCLA's staff is insane. It's is Stein, insane. Jenny Johnson, Jordan, and Jose Loyola. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Crazy. Yeah. Like literally no <laughs> professional in the world is getting better coaching than some of these kids are. Yeah. Yeah. The game in five years is going to be yeah, different. Also, the qualifier this year for the women's side is going to make me want to cry if I'm ever in it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Tribe, if he were here, he'd just say, bruh, I do not envy the women's side. Dude. And yeah. I really don't. I'm looking at it like Zana and Chrissy were like Q46 yeah. when they took third. Yeah. I'm like, that's a pretty damn good there, I mean, this year, there were four. Me, Katie Hogan and Megan Rice, um, Zana and Chrissy, and Sheila and Kenzie that were qualifier teams that made semis or and more. And Delaney, Maple, and Megan Kraft oh, took yeah. fifth. They took a fifth, yep. Yeah, out of quality. Out of quality. That tournament was nutty. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's not going to be <laughs> the last time that happens. No. I, I think that that's kind of actually probably an introduction of what is to come yeah it's gonna be a yeah here's a question is it time for me to retire yet i don't know we'll see (laughs) i'm really curious on your answer to this one so everyone's been talking like the avp has got to expand the draw got to expand the draw but i was like well the avp is obviously not loaded with money so what is your thought on if they expanded the draw paid out the same so main draw is now 32 teams only the top 16 get paid um, my, uh, okay. I have like a couple feelings on this that I've been thinking a lot about lately because right now this sport is about lack of opportunity because yeah. the lack of money is there no matter how good you are. Right. Like I remember talking to a couple people and in 2019, if you won every AVP in 2019, you did not make 50 grand. Yeah. So like this, you're not making money playing it's beach not, volleyball right now. Cool. Yeah. So if we're just going to continue, that assumption is not going to change. Yes, 100%. I think they should expand the draw because the opportunity should be there because it's already not about money. Yeah. Um, can that eventually turn into more money? Sure, I think so. But I, I already feel like the top six teams, they really aren't making anything. So like all of us are all making other things work. Right. Um, so I really don't think it should be about the money. Yeah, because I, I was talking about this. Me and Adam have had some, like, really long, great conversations yeah. along these lines. And, and I think that a lot of time it's about, that. like, one, I think it would actually help the AVP make money because it's not much more of a financial investment if you're mm-hmm. not increasing the prize money. Yeah. But you're also getting new matchups, new faces, and a lot of the athletes finally feel like they're a part of something. Yes. Because totally. I think that the difference when you are in the qualifier and when you're in the main draw, like qualifier, you just like feel like you're not in it. Totally. Like you're on this totally different Totally. Team. But I think that the talent is there. I mean, obviously on the women's side, if yeah. they were to just expand the draw on the women's side, like that, I would understand, <laughs> you know, because yeah. like, the talent's so deep. And yeah. I think that fans would be seeing all this young talent and all these new faces and it's like, okay. Yeah. Like this is an excellent product. I totally agree. I think that the qualifier mindset is really hard to get over. Yeah. Like to be a qualifier player, like do you definitely, I mean, I barely feel like, like I can call myself a professional beach volleyball player. Yeah. Like really. Um, and I know 
like, and I, I'm, tr- you know, I try to keep myself, like, humble, like, I know people would, like, have given anything to, like, be where I'm at, like, um, but with that mindset, for someone who, like, has made a couple main draws, that's totally different. Yeah. That's totally different. So I, I agree. I think, like, it gives you more opportunity for more real matches, too, because a qualifier match is so different than a main draw match. It's, like, the stress in a qualifier, it unparalleled. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, the match I played against your wife in <laughs> New York in 2019, <laughs> I will yeah. never forget. This. Like, that was the craziest qualifier I have ever played in. I mean, we... We played, I think, we played four matches, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and like, we were... are stacked. Oh, my gosh. We were at the bottom of the bracket, so we didn't play till the end of the day. Okay. So we played our last three matches with, like, we had 15 minutes in between each match. And um, was it... We played... Who did we play before them? I don't know. But anyway, we played them in, like, the second... So I'm playing... Delaney and Emily Hartong and not yeah. even the game to get in. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Our match, I think we ended up beating them in two, but we went like, at the time it was the record. We went like 49 points after the freeze. Jeez. Yeah. So we basically played two matches <laughs> and then 15 and then minutes just, like, later played Janelle Allen and Carrie Shu, which also went three. Man. And then like show, like the next day we were just like, here I am. I got yep. nothing in the tank, like less than nothing. And I'm just happy to be here at this point versus like being in the main draw, right. like that mindset of like, okay, if it was an expanded draw, we like, we would have never yeah. played those matches. Right. And now we have a totally different like game day, you know, is the first day of the tournament, yeah. not like day two, you know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's an interesting question. Um, yeah. Cause I've been thinking about it. Cause people are, cause like, I hate it when everyone's like, oh, well, it's really good. Like, they got to pay us more. They need to expand the draw. It's like, well, if they're not bringing in more money, then they have no reason to do that. But I yeah. think that this is a good, happy medium of recognizing there's talent out there, but we still don't have the financial means totally. to pay double the amount of players. Totally. Um, I would love to see it just because I think that, you know, we always talk about, like, grow the game, and I, I like, hate that hashtag. Yeah. You know, but... I think that would be kind of a cool way to, to grow it a little bit is yeah. to expand the draws and make it a little bit more like it was in the 90s where draws were like 64 back then. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a different experience for sure for players and fans. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, so the AVP, and we won't keep you too much longer. We've got a little <laughs> dinner coming up. Um, AVP, no news. But um, are you planning on doing any more FIVBs? Yeah. You, you went out to Guam and you did Cambodia? To Cambodia last okay. year. Snuck those in somehow in March of 2020. Right we flew to Guam. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe that happened. Um, but yeah, planning on signing up. I think it's going to be interesting to see like how it goes because I know there's a lot of really good teams mm-hmm. with like similar points, like all trying to play these one and two stars this year. So I uh, hope I get the opportunity. Yeah. Um, if not, you know good luck to our U.S. teams that do. It's definitely going to be a different experience. I think it's kind of a bummer uh, right now to, like, play those tournaments. Like, you're trying for, like, bigger goals, but also, like, half the reason that we do this is to, like, go to cool places. And right, for you, sure. Like, I'm sure there's no, like, exploring going to be yeah. happening anywhere. So that's yeah. less fun. But, but yeah, going to give it a shot. I mean, I'm all in. Like, I think 2020 gave – like this is the first time in my I feel like I've always been all in but like this is the first time in my career where I feel like the this is the most freedom I've ever had to like really go for it so so I'm excited it's it's fun to feel like I can have 
again, like two feet. I think that's probably my takeaway from 2020 is like I have two feet in like everything that I'm doing. So that's awesome. It feels good. Love it. Well, <laughs> yeah. if you get into the events, I will, uh, I'll see you out there. Yeah, I know. Hopefully we'll be traveling there together. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Kim. Shoot.